listening to Fresh Take. You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. Welcome to Fresh Take, The Rundown. Joshua Adelaide and Martha with the talented, the sexy, the dangerous, the debonair. He's rollerblading around your area and your stage. It's Devin Seal. <laughs> um, where does that land on Super Bowl halftime shows? Let's, we need to be honest because I, I find my when I check the internet, it was either a 10 out of a 10 or it was, out of, it was 3 out of a 10. I'm I'm closer to like the three out of ten. Yeah, I'm. I still it's, think it, the goat is J Lo and Shakira for me. That one was phenomenal. Um, even the L A one was pretty good. Was it last LA year? L A one was dope. Beyonce was good. I mean, I if like we're gonna weekends. talk, I like the weekends. Gonna, eh, it was okay. It was like yeah. impressive, but I just like didn't think he had enough star power to hold hold the show for half an hour. I thought like the first half, I the, never underestimate parents' love for the song. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just the, the text I got from, you know, you know, even though I'm almost turning 40 here in a few, in a few, like not too far away here, you know, the text I got from him was like, I'll tell you when yeah came on, I'm watching with my parents and holy shit, did they get eyes? Oh, 100%. Every like, not even Gen Z kid. What's the next generation that we're in now? Gen Y? Gen Alpha. Yeah, these uh, these Gen Alpha kids, like, they want, looked at their parents like a different person because I'm sure every girl was like, oh, I'm in my bar star days. And then what's funny, because when we were kids and we were watching people like Prince and Bruce Springsteen and U2 do it, we were like, oh, this music's like so lame. And now it has gone full circle. Yeah. Um. I, I thought it was okay. Like Usher's got some bangers. I just I also thought it was just way too late for it. I, I like the idea that LA had of theming it to the city, right? Mm-hmm. So you had LA. I still think Ice Cube should have been in that concert. And I'll never not put that asterisk there. But I like the idea of like, hey, we're in LA. Let's get some West Coast hip hop. You're in Vegas. Like, I thought it would have been cool, like do the best of Vegas, right? Or like the best of people that are in Vegas, right? Like you could start off with like some like a Rat Pack type of thing and have like a Sinatra impersonator and a Dean Martin and Sammy Davis and whatnot. You got to right. bring the GOAT Wayne Newton on board. Oh my gosh. He was there. Like you got to have Wayne do it, right? You know, Celine Dion did stuff there. Maybe get Celine Dion to do something. Maybe Adele does something at the end there. Or, you know, because if Wayne Newton comes up or even have an Elvis impersonator do Viva Las Vegas or something like that, I thought that would be cool. Like next year they're in NOLA. And there's only one option in New Orleans for me next year. One option and one option. Or either you go like heavy the history of jazz and blues or you sure. do cash money. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, that does seem to be like the, the obvious choice. Um, I think this conversation leads into a bigger question. And it's why the Super Bowl actually like tours around to a lot of cities when in reality it should just kind of like rotation rotate between like four or five places. And if you want to put New Orleans in there, that's fine. But like New Orleans is in there. Vegas clearly worked. Yes. 
New Orleans works. Yes. Miami works. Yes. LA works. Yes. And Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta. And then uh, one of the New Yorks. Like you have to have at least one cold weather. No, too cold. Too cold. Yeah, Not doing you it. Could, you, I don't know. There's something about like for a, a large portion of the population, um, a football game when it's cold, like especially for CFL fans too, like we know this all too well. Yeah. Football when it's cold is like, it's a different kind of game, which is like, I think I can kind of appreciate now. Yeah. Um, it's open. It's open air. I think they want to have these. Clo- I, and I get it, but I think they want to have these closed off stadiums too, because it's a celebration of a weekend. And I still say like with everything on high, the rating was too. Let's just make like bump family day up a week. Just have it coincide with Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, or just put the Super yeah. Bowl down and have it go next to family weekend. Right. Like, don't have to have a Super Bowl hangover day, but just make family day the next day. I, I think you're right about the idea of like having it themed. I'm, I'm always kind of wondering like, you know, other than like shameless self-promotion, what some of the reasons for these performers are. And like Usher hasn't necessarily released an album in a while. He did this I, week now. Yeah. Well, he did this week, right? But like, it's one of those things where leading up to the Super Bowl, I'm not getting ready for Usher's new album. I was aware that it was the 20th anniversary of Confessions, which is great. Such um, a good album. It's a phenomenal album, but like that doesn't really—that's not holding. No, well, and the you, general you know population's right, attention enough. No, what's up? Uh, so Taylor turned them down. Adele right. turned them down. Bieber turned them down. Drake turned them down. Mm. so like gotcha usher and i mean usher plays in vegas so he was there but like you know i i don't know i mean next year obviously like i said i'd love to do cash money you can just even just have it headlined by little wayne alone um but they'll they're obviously going to go after taylor again next year they're going to try to get taylor but i I believe that the artist has to pay them I, i i've heard to perform you do not get paid. Yeah, I don't I think that you I, don't get paid. You you don't pay them. That's that is you pay yeah, you pay the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to be inducted, but right. you do not pay the Super Bowl. So that's um, why it took Ozzy so long to be in. Because I, I saw this week, I'm like, how did it take Ozzy Osbourne this long to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Which we, by the way, need the change of the Music Hall of Fame now. Like oh the people my that got gosh. in this week, all deserving. Like Mariah Carey. Sure, a music Hall of Famer, but Rock and Roll Hall of Famer next to Mariah Carey is weird. Yes, Rock and Roll is not the same, does not encompass contemporary music like it once did in the 60s and 70s. Yes, um, Mariah Carey, Music Hall of Famer, Sade, Music Hall of Famer, absolutely. Yeah, no no doubt about it. So, I mean, we're on like three different topics right now, which is, yeah. it's really hard to keep track of all of them. But Classic I, I, I rundown. No, I'm enjoying this a lot. So the game itself, like, you know, we that's that's for you and whoever you do football with to, to really break down. That um, is on 7K Picks, which we didn't do this week. So welcome to 7K Picks, Asterisk. <laughs> uh, pur- purple Gatorade, plus 250. Um, There's controversy with that too, by the way. Why? Because the bet, the bet on that jumped, like surged up at the last, like all of a sudden. Okay. So now people are like someone had inside source on this stuff. I mean, unless you like have, unless you like go search Twitter for it, like I don't know. And like, like, yeah, okay. So you know what? Some team employee finds out and 
you know, texts his buddy and then his buddy texts five other buddies, right? Like, and yeah, some money goes up. Like, okay, a couple, a couple dozen people win some money off of it, right? And maybe they're, maybe they're betting 20 bucks or 50 bucks or 100 bucks. Okay, whatever. Like, this isn't the thing where millions of people suddenly have access to its purple Gatorade unless this tweet went viral that I, we didn't happen to see. No, so, yeah, I don't know. I just, they were just saying like all of a sudden, the odds just shot up out of nowhere for purple at the last second. Well, then people were frustrated with like the anthem because Reba like yeah. came back for round two at the end as well. And like, oh, it should really count like when she last stopped singing. And it's yeah. like, well, I thought Reba yeah. did good, by the way, but I've seen mixed on that as well. People are like, oh, Reba sucked. I'm like, I thought she was good. The national, just let people cook on the national anthem. Like, let them do it however they want. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but going back to Usher, like, right. They, you either make it, a really great performance or like a musical performance or a show. And he didn't really do either. Like clearly, like clearly the lip syncing was off. And I, and I understand like I'm not dumb. We've all seen it before. We all know that it's lip synced because there's way too many variables to control. Um, it's all stitched together before. And none of the instruments are really even really played live. So like, I, I love the roller skating shit. I love the dancing stuff, but like when or when not his like real voice came on, like was bad. The microphone was bad. The voice was bad. Oh, the microphone drove me crazy as a broadcaster. It was like it up like in his cheek. Bananas. Like it was like squishing his eyeball practically. We had a whole in our broadcasting group chat. We're all like losing our minds. But the flip side of that was the roller skating stuff was actually really cool. Yeah. The other stuff on the like him walking towards the camera while they set up the stage, kind of lame. Him Did on little the stage, John, little John saved the show. I thought little John kind of saved the show, but he's a he's now kind of become a Vegas guy. Yeah, because of his residency. So it's like one of yeah. the that that's different. And he, too. He's been in a lot of Raider games as well, and he's lit the flame, and he's done halftime performances there, and he's a Raider fan. So he's, he's kind of de facto, of stuff. yeah, de facto yeah. Vegas guy. Like, yeah, you almost would have been better just freaking having like Jimmy Kimmel halftime show. <laughs> there was a whole box of Vegas people. Okay. And Nick and I were talking about it because the, our favorite thing was that Guy Fieri and like um, Ramsey were like this close to each other. Oh, it really? Was, like the conversations between Guy and uh, Ramsey are. We do, I need to know what these conversations are. That's a podcast. I just want to hear Gordon Ramsay and Guy Fieri podcast. I'm just oh, talking I'd about love... culinary stuff and what, what's good and what's not. I would love to have a beer with both of those two guys because oh, yeah. we all know like the Gordon Ramsay persona in the US TV market is so different than his persona in the British market. Yeah. And Guy Fieri just seems to be like number one well-liked guy on Food Network TV. Yep, does tons of his restaurant work. in Vegas is great. By the way, went there when I was is there. It? Another another big Raider fan as well. Yeah, perfect. Like that's kind of like the All Star Game. Like like the Super Bowl itself. Like the Super Bowl is itself like a whole day. It's a whole vacation for a lot of people, and it means a whole lot of things. And football is a small part of it. The halftime is a part of it. The commercials are part of it. Um, you know, we can't change anything about the game. That's not the point, but. The halftime show, I'm, I'm, we're getting more misses than we're getting hits, and I'm well, not last saying that year, Rihanna all, was so good too. I'm not saying that we have to like always reach the level of Prince. Yeah, but 
I don't know. Like there's a, there's like a level of star that's like, Oh, this makes a lot of sense for the halftime show. Then there's a level of star. That's like, and eh. like, I didn't feel it with the usher usher one. Like I don't get me wrong. Like usher in 2004, yeah. 2005, 2006, 2007, like biggest star on the whole earth, like make him do it then. I think but, O'Shea, uh, sorry to interrupt, but O'Shea Jackson Jr. I thought said it best. He's like, damn it, Usher, let me sing your song for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing too. Like they get, they get kind of what, like 20 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe all told. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a collection of like the essentials playlist. And like, it's never really anything that interesting or exciting or artistically creative. It's just kind of all mass produced. And that's where, that's where I get kind of lost where it just like, and I know that it's overproduced. I know it's the Super Bowl. I know everything has to be perfect, but, um, and I know that you can't really have live instruments in a, in a venue like that, but the way I mean, it's working is not really doing it for me. Someone, you know, take me to the river. We got to talk to the director, uh, Martin Shore a few years ago at, uh, at the uh, the SIF Festival in 2022, and the fact they're going back to New Orleans, and New Orleans has such a rich history of music. There's just mm-hmm. so much cool stuff you could do that I, you know, I don't think you have to have a theme one every year, especially when you and I are talking about the rotation. But New Orleans is so enthralled with quality and brilliant music. That's why, like, I think you should make a spectacle of it. That's why Vegas, first of all, Vegas, I thought, man, how cool would it be if you had like a Sinatra yeah. impersonator, or then you had Celine, or you know, whoever, like, I thought that would have been a better thing with, with the Usher. It's just like, it was a little bit of member berries. And I know all, all concerts are kind of like that, but it's like, hey, remember this? Okay, you get 30 seconds of it. Hey, remember this? Now you get 30 seconds of it. And I really did feel like Little John came on, would turn down for what? And mm-hmm. then you got, yeah, and then Luda came out. I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of vibing on this. Yes. By the time, like, I was really interested in, like, the collaborative aspect, I suppose. I didn't even know that was Jermaine Dupree, by the way, in the the short shorts. Was that who it was? That was Jermaine Dupree. Like, is that CeeLo? Oh, wow. I I briefly thought it was CeeLo for a second, too. And I was like, no, I thought CeeLo was canceled. Then I was like, oh, wait, is CeeLo back again? And I was like, I'm confused. And then I was like, oh, I know who everybody else is. Because I I totally, I'm used to Jermaine Dupree with his hair, right? Mm -hmm. So I haven't seen him, him, you know, be a bald man. Welcome to the Larry David Club. Um, so I was like, it was like my, my parents, kids and I was like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? I'm like, I don't even, I'm like, I think it's CeeLo Green. Oh, it's Jermaine. Oh, and then my, it me, yeah. They're like, okay, it's Jermaine Dupree. My partner basically did the same thing. And then they're like, who's that guy? And I was like, that's little John. And they're like, he sings that song. And I was like, sings. <laughs> I was like, what? Like everybody knows turn down for what? Like, I'm so confused. And then she's like, who's that? And I was like, that's Ludacris. She's like, who's Ludacris? And I was like, uh i like i almost went down to like this whole like atlanta rap thing then i was like wait a second he's in the fast and furious and she's like he sings and i was like oh Oh my god i was like oh okay like you know bless your heart like it's not your fault word of mouth man one of the greatest albums of the early 2000s i just remember how much i loved welcome to atlanta yeah and now i'm sad that i didn't recognize it was well, and that's the thing. Dupree. At the end of this, I'm like, this was kind of like they had like Jermaine Dupree, Little John, yeah. uh, Usher, Lute. I'm like, we celebrated Atlanta and Vegas. Why didn't we just wait till we did this in Atlanta? Another good point. So, the overall, like o- overall, the game was great. The halftime was it was entertaining, but I also felt like really lacking. Well, and... I, I think with the halftime, Taylor's not gonna give like, make this last point at halftime. Taylor's not going to give you that show right now. 
They're going to make you either right now go to the movie beforehand, pay for a VOD, or did that come out today? I think it's either today or next week. I'll just check right now. But then you have, or if not, go to Disney Plus to watch right. the Taylor concert. You're not just going to get it for free for this Taylor show. Taylor will do the Super Bowl for sure. I have no doubt about that. No, I don't think so. You don't think she'll ever do the Super Bowl? I think we've come to a point now where it's kind of like, you know, some of the Oscar stuff or whatever. There's a certain type of star that becomes so big that just it doesn't matter. Like there's the A plus 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 plusers. Taylor's an A plus 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 pluser. Like yeah, I know that Michael Jackson did it. I know that Prince did it. I know that Bruce Springsteen did it. I know Beyonce. Ozzy. I know Beyonce did it, but. Um, at this point in time, like Taylor Swift is more popular than Beyonce at this point in time. Yes. Well, Therefore, and like Adele and Bieber are all like, there's only so much room at the at the, at the well, Mount Rushmore make you right go now. To, go to my show in Vegas. I'm not going to give it to you for free. Go to my show in Vegas. Exactly. Exactly. And when you're when you're that contemporary, when you're one of like the ten most famous pe- people on earth, uh. I don't think you need to do the Super Bowl because what difference does it make? And that's a kind of like Rihanna or Rihanna. Um, she had been kind of dormant for a little while with like her pregnancy and stuff. Right. And yeah. so it was like, this is a great way to like re jumpstart, get some more downloads, get some like word of mouth. Cause she's been out of the public eye for a little while. And she's like, I'm gonna have a baby again. Fuck y'all. Yeah. So like that kind of makes sense. Like all like, but if it was, if it was 10 years ago, Rihanna probably doesn't do it. I still, I mean, I, I think you bring up a good point. I do think eventually Taylor will do it. I don't think it'll be next year. Like, I think it'll be down 60? the road. Maybe? I, I, I would say in five years. But right, oh, right no. now, God, no. God, not, no. as long as the Eras Tour is going on, not a chance. Not a chance. It's exactly why Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't do, like, Marvel movies or DC movies or anything like that. Because, like... It, He's freaking Leonardo well, DiCaprio. Like. And well, the other point was I can say is why Tom Cruise sticks to what he's doing, but I'm going to stick to this halftime thing really quick. But apparently Cruise is going to be in the Tarantino movie, which is like no disrespect to those other Cruise movies, which I really do like. But it's like the first real Tom Cruise movie <laughs> he's been in in like two decades. And Tom is a good actor. Like he's a really good actor. Oh, he's so, he's so, so charismatic. The fact that he's going to be in a Tarantino movie is like, holy shit. Like that Tom Cruise is going to be back. Right. That'd be like, exactly. Like Quentin Tarantino. It's like, you know, why doesn't he direct um, Avengers five? And it's like, yeah. because he's fucking Quentin Tarantino. He doesn't have to. That's why um, Quentin yeah, Tarantino but- is going to pick every single thing that he ever does for the rest of his life going forward and you're never going to have anything different and the same thing with some of these artists like, like justin yeah. bieber doesn't have to do the super bowl because he's freaking justin bieber and you know what like if he's not going to really like if he because he hasn't toured for a while he's had some health problems um if it's like three or four more years and we haven't had any justin stuff for a while like yeah maybe he comes back on the scene for one show and gets everyone really hyped and then he does a vegas residency but like at I, this point in time like no way i would like to see a band if we didn't get like what i said like from the new orleans like jazz which I don't think we'll get for a mass audience having a jazz concert, which I think would right. be rad, but I'm sure there's an audience that doesn't want to hear Miles Davis at halftime, even though I think that'd be fucking amazing. Um, well, do you think, do you think we're going to, so going for like the last few Super Bowl people have been kind of like the late 2000s, early 2010 music superstars. Yeah. Weekend Rihanna. Do you think they're going to go back to someone like, you know, I'm just going to use an example. This is not a, 
good pick of mine, but like Duran Duran, for example, or that like Sticks. Amazing. Of course, it, it, it'd be fun, but like, give me Huey Lewis. Days, yeah, those days of like our parents' rock is kind of over, and now they're kind of they're kind of moving out more into because now we're firmly adults, like we're you know we're in our. Well, 30s. the one I've heard, Dev, is like Foo Fighters haven't done it yet. So like we right. were going to bring back rock, Foo seemed like the biggest crossover in the mainstream, and then you could get Dave doing some Nirvana stuff as well. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm kind of leaning towards where now they're going to move into bands from like the 90s and 2000s. And it's like, oh, it's going to appeal to the older audience. Because I was thinking about those bands, right? So Foo, Foo makes sense because they have the bigger crossover appeal, but you're not going to get like, I don't think you get Fall Out Boy. I don't think no, they, no, they just they just kind of went on hiatus. Or yeah, they don't, Blink they don't. would be interesting. Yeah, there, there, there you go. That's one. Um, the obvious one that won't happen, but is obvious, would be Daft Punk. Oh my god, that would be amazing. That might break records. That might that might meet the level of the Taylor Swift Super Bowl, as this is going to be. Known well, for a while forward. too, the one that a lot of people wanted was Kanye, but fuck that guy, and yeah, that's definitely not, not going to happen. Uh, his album got pulled off of Apple, by the way, apparently. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Well, well, he took everyone's samples and then asked them for permission. What did the fuck did you think was going to happen? Oh, I heard about that Ozzy stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that was an election on the album. I thought it was just like in a, he was just working. No, with there was a reason. bunch of people now like, yeah, he took, he asked for a sample and there's like a weird loophole that apparently he kind of can, but it's like frowned upon type of thing. And like, he's been able to find. So I wasn't going to listen to this. I don't understand why people are like, oh, new Kanye, I'm excited. Like, why why yeah i'm good i i'm not getting suckered in again no no i've been down that road um but yeah i I was kind of thinking the same dev of just kind of like i was like you know we we kind of we've done a lot of r&b and hip-hop lately i think it's time to maybe do a rock show next year potentially even if like you did like do like the like you know i think blink makes a lot blink makes a lot of sense well you have the kardashian connection as well with travis right right oh yeah there you go and they're back to it. I mean, even just say "fuck it," we're doing in sync or Bastard yeah, Boys. Yeah, uh, there like you that. go. Like, and well, that's it. Like, you could do you do Britney, you do Christina, you do in sync. Well, Britney's retired. Boys. Well, good for her then, if that's the case. I don't, yeah. I don't keep track of this stuff. There is a certain I'm here for you. genre. I'm here for you. Yeah, basically, anyone who had a top ten hit in the two thousands, nineteen ninety seven to two thousand and nine. Is probably game at this point. So well, whatever. It's very interesting. I don't know if because this Michael Jackson biopic is coming out, and obviously there's a lot of complications and terrible stuff with Michael Jackson and stuff that is up and down. But uh, his uh, nephew Jafar Jackson is going to be playing him in the biopic. Okay. And uh, some of his songs have came out. Holy shit! When you get a chance, check out this Jafar Jackson record. He sounds exactly like Michael. It's really? insanity how much he sounds like his uncle. I didn't think we'd be talking about Michael Jackson and the biopic in this podcast because then it's like, because now I, the, the door's open for me. You said he, his nephew sounds like him and, and yeah. looks like him. I saw a picture of him performing or they were filming with him or whatever, and like the uh, resemblance is just stupid. Um, is that the most tragic uh, Hollywood story ever? Yeah, it's up there. Michael Jackson? It, well, Diana, I guess you can kind of put into a little bit of Hollywood a little bit. No, Diana, Diana is like Diana's a paparazzi gone wrong mm-hmm. story. Definitely. No doubt about it. Very tragic. 
I mean, from like the time this kid was like six years old to the time he died, he was jerked around, fucked up. Well, especially with Jafar, his his nephew playing him. I wonder like how much are you going to get into with this? Obviously with the Joe Jackson stuff. And then with all the pedophilia, like this movie can get dark very, very fast. Well, this is the next part of my question. Like, don't you think like, especially going after the whole Britney stuff, like kind of rehashing that for the hundredth time, you'd think that after Michael Jackson's death, we all would have like realized that like what we're doing to these random ass people who have immense talent is really, really fucked up. Yeah. Uh, But we don't like, yes, we make, everyone makes pedophile jokes about Michael Jackson and the, you know, color of his skin and stuff like that. But I think we, we, what we often forget about is like the, the intense amount of trauma that this guy went through basically his whole entire life. Um, and I'm not saying that to, to absolve any of the things that he, he did. Um, but like, no wonder that guy was messed up. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting biopic because like I said, it can get, it can get dark very, very quickly. For essentially. Yeah. And I mean, we're, you know, talking about um, Taylor Swift earlier and how she's, you know, probably the most famous person in the world right now. Michael Jackson is the most famous person in the world for what? 15 years yeah well I, i've had this debate with some people that i know are swifties and i will say just really quick before i get to the michael jackson point i have now seen swifty madness up in close and personal where opening the door that i don't like to normally open on this podcast too much but in my profession i work at the sports broadcast so we'll just leave it at that for those that know where i work they know um but we had a taylor swift night and we had a taylor swift impersonator and i have never seen the gymnasium that full because it was Taylor Swift night and because we had an impersonator and really? I looked at my boss, I'm like, okay, Swifties are real. Like I, I, yeah. I, I had heard like, Oh, they're crazy fans. I'm like, yeah, well the Beatles have crazy fans and the Jonas brothers and Backstreet boys and all these people have crazy fans. I'm like, Holy shit. These people like love Taylor and all oh, for them. Hey, that's awesome. They, they found someone that they can rally around and they love. And that's great. Yeah. But you weren't, you weren't there in the early nineties when Michael Jackson was what he was, even the eighties, I was there for the nineties. That's what I mean. Holy shit. Was this guy a big deal? Well, there's a few, there's only a few times in our collective pop culture history that we could probably talk about someone who is literally the most famous person on earth. I mean, we're only going to speak with, we're, I'm only going to stick with music for right now, just because it's, I don't want to, yeah, we're not going to go to like Cleopatra. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Elvis. Yes. The Beatles. Yes. The Stones. Yes. Madonna. Not, we, like, yeah, probably. Probably. Madonna, Michael Jackson. Yes. And then I think, I actually think the boy band era, which includes Christina and Britney, and Britney to kind of, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. but I think they all, they all reached a, a very Intersect. high peak, but I think they cancel each other out a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And then there's like a wasteland. I mean, does Kanye become one of those people? Very, very close, probably. Very close, and then yeah. And then Taylor Swift. So yeah. Taylor Swift quite literally is at the level of Elvis and the Beatles and Rolling Stones. And I'm not here to compare any of them to each other, who's better, who's more fanatical, because I could only imagine social media with the Beatles. Oh, my God. Like, would have been, would have been batshit crazy. Like, I'm still watching Get Back, the documentary, which I'm, I'm really slow rolling, but I think it's – it sinking in over a long period of time has actually really helped my perception of what's going on. I can't wait till the Cirque du Soleil of Taylor Swift. 
I've seen the Beatles <laughs> and the Michael Jackson one. When are we getting the Taylor Swift yeah. one? Because you know it's going to happen. I'm very confident saying that Taylor Swift in our lifetime right now is as popular as Michael Jackson or the Beatles were. And by the way, I would say if you go to Vegas, both those shows are awesome. Uh, the Michael Jackson one was there was song I thought there was songs I was pissed that I didn't get in that Michael Jackson one. Yeah. And the Beatles one, as you know, Dad, like I'm, you know, not the biggest Beatles fan. And, you know, when I went with Shorty J to that, we were both like, oh, yeah, like the Beatles are fine. Like we enjoy their music. But we, we left it like, holy fuck, the Beatles have and this, the, the most. Yeah. No DAW statement ever. Like, holy shit. Do the Beatles have some <laughs> bangers. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's I like, know. Oh, shit. Did you know how good Let It Be is? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but that and that one was and I've heard there's like uh Shoddy J was saying um there's like this water Cirque du Soleil that's uh really really cool as well, but that Beatles one was awesome. The Michael Jackson one was really really cool. Uh but for the level that Taylor has at that and that, you know, maybe I'm being maybe just because of the proximity she has with the NFL and that would be the one time I think the NFL would be like, "Okay, we will pay you. We will pay you to do it." That's the only reason I say that for that, but I still don't think Taylor is where Michael Jackson is, but holy shit, is she close? It's as close as anyone's been in the last 25 years. Yeah. And I just got an idea. This is very random because I'm thinking of Disney Plus stuff. What would be the odds one year if they just said, fuck it, Hamilton halftime show? It'd have to be in New York and it'd be cold as shit, but But they'd have to, and they'd have to like ring it into like eight to 15 minutes. Well, what you do is what work. you do is you do what you do a you do a Broadway, a celebrating Broadway twenty minutes, and you have you don't have like necessarily a stage. You have kind of very generic looking stages where you can see like all the sandbags and stuff like that. A very old timey Broadway, and then you have like, you know, a cat song, a rent song, a wicked, wicked song, a Spamalot song, a Hamilton song, Book of Mormon, just, maybe, whatever. Right? Maybe Book of Mormon would go over very well there. <laughs> I mean, whatever. By right? the way, this but, made me think we need the halftime Disney show of the greatest music of Disney. Man, that would be great. Well, it kind of like it opens up a weird can of worms when you, if the NFL were to like kind of open up. I'm going to call it "quote unquote" corporate influence. I already, yeah. I know, it's, I know it's been sponsored by Pepsi, and I know it's sponsored by Apple Music. Yeah, yeah, blah, I know what blah. you're saying. But like, if they were just like, oh yeah, Amazon is now going to do our halftime show and they're going to celebrate all of the best. The best of the boys. Amazon things. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? It would be so weird. It's so counter to the last, you know, I don't know how long halftime shows have been going on. We're going, we're at Super Bowl 58, right? Has, by the way, has Elton John done the halftime show? I mean, if I was actually a prepared professional podcaster, I, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm just thinking that now, just because I'm just like that would be amazing. It would be, but he's also like he's retired. Yeah. Um, he has turned it down. Mm. And but uh, you know the same. You brought up a really good point. Like who all the people that had said no. The NFL has a list every year of people that they ask who say no. Yeah. I mean, the ultimate get would be like. The ultimate get, oh my goodness, peak of the peaks would be reuniting Paul and Ringo. Yeah, and then doing like maybe a Lennon and Harrison hologram. And then they get to promote the new song. Yeah. 
which I'd be totally easy about until now. It's good though. I it's still, good. I like still it. Been I like it. With it. I think it fits just fine. You could it even kind of do like the Beatles Cirque du Soleil show kind of mixed in there, there with Paul and Ringo. There you go. Because it's already going to be kind of pre-recorded anyway. It's all pre-canned. And you can also go this as the last. <laughs> Talk about Super Bowl. No, I'm talking about the halftime show. I love it. You didn't do B sides <laughs> and bootlegs. We're ready to talk about music today. You could kind of promote it of like the last live appearance of the Beatles ever at Super Bowl. I think it's 59 next year. Yeah, 59 or 60 is coming up. So yeah, that, that, that like that promoting that be really, really. And I would do like, fuck, I'm even just kind of like getting like a producing hat on right now. You could open it up, but like I'd have like a screen, or if you're going to go all on the holograms, you get the Ed Sullivan hologram. You're like, and oh, that'd be cool. That'd be a New York one. That or, yeah. I mean, if, if you know, if for if for whatever reason, like doing that at Shea would make the most sense. But, oh yeah, that would be dope. Uh, no, I actually uh, ACDC just announced they're going back on tour. I think everyone's okay. kind of let's do it. Getting not gotten over their health stuff. Like, there, that'd be an easy one to do as well. Angus ACDC is Angus. Angus isn't little. doing it anymore though, right? Uh, I think Angus is doing these shows. Oh, is he? Okay. Uh, Angus and Brian are back, but there's like a couple of other new guys. And of course, mm-hmm. one of them passed away. Um, yeah. I know. Look, just, I'm still not opposed to Adam Lambert doing the show with Queen for Super for Super Bowl. Yeah, there's a I few. Know it's not Freddie, but like. At this point in time, like I'm not. Okay, so I kind of like how they market themselves. Like I am totally okay. I do think of Adam Lambert with Queen. I do not consider him, quote unquote, a part of Queen. Yeah, but I give him all the credit in the world for like filling in. Yeah, I like that guy from Journey, the Filipino guy. Yeah, and he's great. Oh. I mean, there's a show coming up here with Journey and Toto. Tickets are just stupid. They're like five hundred dollars yeah. from nosebleeds right now. I'm like, man, I really want to go to this show, but because I've never seen Toto live, and I really want to see Toto live. They, yeah, Toto live would be mind blowing. But anyways, um, I would I, I consider Adam Lambert part of Queen, but not in Queen. You know. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of other bands here. So like, Strokes, no. Muse, no. Um, no. Black Keys, no. Bigger, bigger. Coldplay's done it. Coldplay's done it. Yeah. Um, Maroon Five. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but is Imagine Dragons big enough? That's an iffy one to me. And there's also the... people that just hate Imagine Dragons. I don't. They're fine. I don't. I don't have a problem with them. I think they're perfectly fine. Uh, Twenty One Pilots. I was thinking about them. I think they're not big enough. Not either. big enough. Because yeah. now it's become to the point because it is so pretty. I do like, like our Blink idea. I think Blink makes the most sense. Yeah. Because I, I, and... I do think you you have to get. When even Usher happened this year, I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like. If you get Blake, you're like, I mean, the Beatles idea, which will never happen, but no. um, that would generate a whole other viewing audience that was not going to watch the Super Bowl to watch the Beatles. Just to watch that halftime, right? You're going to get people, Ooh. you know, the boomers, let's just say the boomer generation that's like has no interest in watching the Super Bowl. They're like, well, they said it's the last name of the Beatles. So right. then you have, you know, all the other generations that with the Beatles that have combined you would talk about musicians from 50s, 60s, 70s that kind of generate a whole era of genres that do cross-pollinate really well. And I would say the Beatles are probably that one band that, you know, a, a, that has gone from genre. It's almost passed down now, right? It, it went from the boomers 
then it went to Gen X, then it went to the Millennials, then it went to um, Gen X now. Not, what is this now? What's after Millennials? Gen, Gen Z. Z's. And Gen and to Gen Z's, right? There's all that kind. Of, I don't know if Gen Z's are as much in the, the Beatles as much. Maybe stopped with us at the millennial stage, but still. You know what? It's one of those things where I think the I think the Beatles truly get passed down. Um, and I see them kind of basic, but when you listen to the Beatles, nothing about it seems old. Well, no. okay. Minus like the first couple albums when they're like a little boy band seems mm. a little, little old to me, but anything past like, I don't know, the white album is like any of the psychedelic stuff is like, holy shit. This is like quite literally amazing. You can also get acts like Ed Sheeran and whatnot to be part Ed of Sheeran, that a good one. and do some guitar and maybe some solo. Like, you can have like kind of a tribute and do some solo. We're, now we're just pitching this live. I don't think they're in the, show. I don't think they're in the business of doing tributes though. No, uh, especially like especially with two with two Beatles still alive, still kicking and still playing. And still is it Sharon right? big enough for Super Bowl? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. If yeah, I think so. I'd love it, Sharon, for Super Bowl, but I then but I might be in the minority of that one. I don't know. But the other like the flip side of like, don't get me wrong, cool guy from what I've seen on uh, online, but like. I don't think a, a Muppet with a, an acoustic guitar is really enough to like really yeah, get my feet going. Yeah. I'm just trying to the blink one. I keep on coming back to, cause I think that's another good, like that's a obvious that's answer. A, that's a Gen X into millennials. Into Foo's Gen a good Z. one. Foo's a good one too. Foo's a good one. I'd love, well, I think blink, like the Nirvana side of stuff, right? I think, I think blink. Well, you know what would happen with, foo would they would do the intro to smells like teen spirit and then they would go into a foo fighters song yeah and then you get you know uh respect for kurt and taylor somewhere in there probably yeah and basically. and like a little Those wayne make makes a, little wayne makes a lot of sense because it's in new orleans he's big I guess, enough like, yeah it's just it's just too obvious for them to be like because if they didn't do vegas they didn't they kind of did an la thing but like there's just i don't know I think too, the thing is too, like, again, like I know like a whole set of Gen Z and millennials are like, well, like there's somebody like, they should have Travis Scott this year. Like, yeah, but there's a bunch of people you have. I think when they do this, they want to make sure that they're doing their best to make everybody somewhat enjoy the halftime show. When they did Snoop and Dre, I guess they didn't give a fuck. They're like, hey, boomers, we don't give a fuck. You don't know who Snoop and Dre are. It is what it is. But I do think for the most part, they try to. People know who Snoop Dogg is now because of the friggin' yeah. Martha Stewart stuff. This is true. And I mean, everyone does know. The, I think that my point is they still want everybody to know those songs. So they're not going to do Travis Scott because not everyone knows all the Travis Scotts. They would do Drake because the majority of people would know it's like Cell Phone yes. and some of the other songs that Drake would do. But again, I just don't know if Drake is, would, would do it. Drake's too big. Drake's too big. He isn't. He isn't. He doesn't need it. Also, like no one wants to listen to the last four albums of Drake, though. That's the problem. No, like anything, no. like basically, he'd have to make a set list that includes everything up to God's plan, and then they're like, hey, "We're just gonna miss the last five years of his catalog." And, like, and the thing too with Usher that was brought up to me coming back to the Usher part, and we'll wrap this up here, is some of the songs are too slow too. When you have a halftime show, and that was my problem with it. I, I thought going in is like, I love Usher and I love all his stuff, but. I think the reason that yeah and turn down for what all of a sudden worked is because you want that energy 
right? You yeah. want to watch that halftime show and have energy. And I think that's what Rihanna did last year. And that's what Shakira, J-Lo did. Prince yeah. was able to masterfully hit everything. When he went down to Purple Rain and when it, and went it was raining red with pe- and like penis yeah. guitar. <laughs> I watched that back. I'm like, yeah, this is the best performance. The Prince one is unbelievable. It was like so organic, right? It, he, he basically had made so much out of so little. Um, but to go back to that Usher point, even my partner was like, like it is it, near the end of the actual halftime show. And then she was like, oh, like Usher's a rapper. And I was like, no, he's not. She's like, well, I'm literally looking at him rap. And I was like, he's not a rapper. Don't ever call him rapper. He's an no. R&B superstar. And yeah. she's like, well, like turn down for what or whatever. And I was like, that's not an Usher song. That's DJ Snake. and It's not an Usher jump. song, but like this is, they're just like hyping everyone up now. And she's like, well, why didn't they have him up beforehand? And like, well, he doesn't really have hype up songs. He has like breakup songs and, and sex songs. Like, there's only two kinds of Usher, right? And I also think you get put like if they did Nelly now, like if they did Nelly like 15 years ago, great. Nelly yeah. now, I don't know if you could do Nelly. I just like other than like country grammar and like Air Force One. Like, there's 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 number there's one. There's a few, but you're stretching, you're stretching it a little bit. Like when you want and you for a halftime show, uh, let's say you you're they're limited to six songs. Those six songs better be number ones. Yeah. Well, I guess they've never done Jay-Z yet. I know he's in charge of it, but they still haven't done Jay-Z. And I think he would maybe do it. Well, isn't he like pretty much still retired? <laughs> yeah. And he's in charge of he's in charge of picking the halftime show. So they yeah. wouldn't do I mean, give me some of that Beyonce Country uh, album next year for the whole thing. Cause do you heard any of the Beyonce Country? Only whatever was in the commercial. It's pretty good. Well, as as like born in, you know, as as raised Calgarians, like. We know what country is, so. I mean, Luke Combs would be dope. I just don't know if that is a big enough. I mean, and like I say this, knowing radio numbers and country dominates the radio, but I don't know if Luke Combs did it, if it would be a big enough, wide enough reach overall. Now, again, I'm yeah. not trying to piss off any country fans. I do know country music does dominate, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. It It's just like it's a little segmented for the population. Yeah. The thing about, uh, you know, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and stuff like that is that Black culture is pop culture. And it has been for the last, at least since the 90s, if not earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not trying to make any kind of social commentary. You already know where I stand on all this stuff. But... Black culture is pop culture, so that's why it's 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 way it's way easier to have black artists or black adjacent artists, people who do sing R and B, hip hop, rap. Like Little Dicky, almost makes more sense than Luke Combs does. Not because that would be amazing, <laughs> and not not because I like Little Dicky more as an artist, but because he would appeal to that many more fans. Well, that is perfect because I have a transition from Dave Bird in a second here. <laughs> okay. Um, but any other Super Bowl thoughts? The game was the game was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, so, I mean, everything it... everything past halftime. I know that you didn't like the teams involved, but everything yes. past halftime was a very memorable game. Yeah, it was a fun game. Patrick it was Holmes a great, was ridiculous. It was a great afternoon. Evening. I will say, I don't want to get into this too much. We don't bog down sports conversations here very often. We have those other shows, but. Patrick Mahomes' start to his career is phenomenal, but I'm sorry, it's still not better than Wayne Gretzky's or Tiger Woods. Okay. I didn't know that he's being compared to those kind of guys already. Well, so. people were saying it's the greatest. 
we get into this hyperbolic stuff and i was gonna bring up this with the halftime two sh- show too where it's like you're like this was the best show ever or this was the worst show ever like you kind of said at the beginning right it's like can it just be good or like enjoyable like if you enjoyed it cool like whatever i don't give a fuck but like people have to like right after it's like that was the best show ever yeah, that was no, the best even... super bowl ever it's like it just happened yeah let's calm down and let's figure it out like uh even with that arnold state farm commercial people like that was the best super bowl commercial ever it's like let's just chill think about stuff and by the way like i sent to Devin, that arnold commercial that is literally radioactive man (laughs) the up and adam sketch it is it kind of is it is it's very very close i know that of course the people who wrote that must have known that i was just expecting the goggles they do nothing quote oh that would have been amazing that's what i was waiting for the whole time when you're like oh it's radioactive man but I knew the clip that you had mentioned after after I did I yeah. was disappointed. So yeah, for people that don't know, so he does like he did like like a good neighbor kind yes. of thing. He couldn't get it right. By the way, back with Danny De- DeVito, chef kiss, perfect. Na- neighbor, neighbor. Uh, but that's the radioactive man, like up and Adam, up and Adam. Fantastic. Uh, but I would have loved if he was like, Danny, the goggles do nothing. That's what I was really hoping that's for, and that's what I would have been like. This is like way too way too meta the christopher walken one was great though yeah and i was wondering like, how much does he get that in the day or at least in like his life you've got to get people like oh i do a great impersonation of you and he's like uh-huh sick of it well, do you shit. know do you know why he speaks that way why uh so i i don't know what the reason behind it was i think his dad was in the military or something but basically he had moved around so much as a child that he didn't learn he didn't really learn english first he learned other Mm. languages so what had happened was he learned english from people who had english as a second language when they're thinking about what to say that's why he has all these weird pauses uh well him and michael kane has talked about michael kane's like i I fucking hate going to sets like oh i do a great michael kane I thought he was retired now. He is, but he just talks about like whenever he goes to sets in the past, people are like, oh, oh yeah, I mean, like, sure. I'm sure Statham gets it too now, right? I'm sure. Well, there's a level of professionalism that I'm sure people don't like. Maybe when you're drinking with your colleagues, right? And you're having yeah. a night out with the cast and crew and everyone. Well, Rogan's yeah. talked about it. People are like, oh, I can do your laugh. <laughs> and Rogan's like, uh huh, that's, that's the laugh. Yeah. I'm sure it's different like when your buddies are roasting you, like when you're at a bar or something yeah. by yourself. I mean, maybe, maybe that bar is a bad idea. Dude, I get it all the time. You know, again, in my profession, when people bring up one of my catchphrases that I use on a broadcast, and I'm like, uh-huh. Right. That's what I say. It does. And I get it on a much, though not make it a mistake. <laughs> I get it on a much smaller scale, but it does sometimes get annoying. I don't know how active in the community someone like Christopher Walken is. Like, is he out and about walking through his neighborhood and people are like, hey, like, you know, more more cowbell kind of thing. Or Like when like, I go up to some people, like, oh, what it do, what it is. Like, huh? Yeah, I say that. Yeah. It gets, it, it gets a little bit of like. I just, I uh-huh. thought it was like a, I thought it was like a clever commercial. Oh, like, no, it I, is. I just, I was just thinking like, how much do they have to get this in their lifetime as well? That's a phenomenal question. If we ever meet him, we'll ask him. Yeah. Uh, talking about Dave Bird, Little Dicky, um, it's very interesting, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, um, because number one, phenomenal show. Devin's only one watched episode of so we won't talk too much about it, but really enjoyed it. Uh, I have so many thoughts on it to go through, but it's very interesting. They were talking about this in the ringer today, and I just wanted to bring up Dave Bird and that of just 
Glover just apparently, I don't know how to word this correctly, but he just has he's not he, he has not let it sit very well with him in some of these interviews, apparently, as much of how much he just wasn't happy that the little dicky that Dave did better ratings in Atlanta, despite him perceiving he kind of opened that market up first. Hmm. And okay. Atlanta being probably the better show, though I thought Dave was phenomenal. I don't really see the comparisons, but Glover seemingly at times seems to be a little bit bothered by what Dave means on FX. Interesting. Yeah. They definitely occupy the same corner. And we have the Vince Staples show this week, so we'll probably be Which talking. Which might be this. the third version of that. Yeah, we'll be talking to it in connection with Atlanta and Dave next week. But in terms of what each show having watched i've watched dave twice and i've i've watched most atlanta episodes twice but i might actually start i might sort of atlanta rewatch um they are not trying to do the same things at all no that that's like calling that's like saying like ice cream and sour cream like yes they're both dairy products but they're not even they're not close to the same thing yeah and again i think this was more just a, a point people from the ringer brought up i don't think no if it's i couldn't find any part of glover saying it i just thought that i knew he had like a tweet one time kind right, of he did talking yeah, we about, about like about hey like what but anyways so i just want to mention that on, on the atlanta front on the not on the atlanta front on the mr and mrs smith front oh, again i won't talk to very much because devin hasn't seen everything man glover's a great writer writer hero's a great director stephen glover's a great writer these are all things you know this show was great but holy fuck did it bug me the entire time like so what would Phoebe Waller-Bridge have been like on the show? Every single, like, I'm like, this is great. This is great. This is great. But how would Phoebe have attacked this show? Like, how would she have wrote it? Creative differences. Which... Well, so apparently I found out a lot more today about it. Okay. It's just, they, yeah, they just couldn't agree. Like you look at, you look at the two creative arts of Glover's writing and like a Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Now for Glover, we really only have one sample of writing which is Atlanta because the Deadpool show that he wrote never saw the light of day, except for that one spec script that we saw um, Phoebe. We've had many ones, but the most famous is killing Eve and Fleabag. And there's this very toxic nihilistic view of love that she has. Mm. And Glover's is a little bit more, you know, well, there is the downpours and the ups. You and work down through the, you work through the hard stuff with Glover. Yeah. I, I, there's more of that. And I think that's where, the two of them crash, right? Because if you see, you know, the relationship she has in Fleabag, specifically in the priest storyline, and you know, seeing the storyline of love in in Killing Eve, um, you can definitely see the different way that she and even the way that she would approach the character compared to my uh, Erkstein. I was also yeah. like, my Erkstein was great, and I think she had a really good breakout. I've never saw Pen Fifteen. And anything else she'd really been in. So this is my first like exposure to her. And I thought she was phenomenal uh as the Jane character. But again, and I've talked to a few people like everybody was every like few of us was like, but what would Phoebe Waller Bridge have been like? Mm, I kind of I didn't really look for anything in particular about what she would have done in the first episode, but I asked myself a lot about what it would have been like with her. Yeah. I think that's um, there's there's more of the writing aspect of it. And look, the writing's great. Like I said, both Glovers are great and Hero's a great director. And Hero only does a handful of maybe one or two in this season. But it's just like, I just the interesting dichotomy of Glover's writing and her writing together. 
Uh, well, we'll never, we'll never know. We'll never know how far they got before they parted ways. So I just have to live with the final product. And if you said it's pretty good, then I'm happy with that. I brought it up to my partner and we watched one episode and like, it definitely, it like held my attention, even if it didn't change my world. Uh, as I nice seeing Skarsgård in the beginning though, except he got murked. So that was pretty sad. I was asking the other day, is he now, I think in our, I mean, is he more famous now for Succession or True Blood? You and I are the wrong people to ask. We need to ask like a hundred randoms. I think it'd be 50-50. I'm still mixed. True Blood was huge. Him. True Blood was huge. I, I'm still mixed because I've watched both of those. Yes. But the performance he gives in Succession. And now I think too, like before, he, he's done that evolution from being Eric in True yes. Blood to now he's Alexander Skarsgård. Well, that's exactly it. Now, at this point in time, you just see him things and you're like, damn, like, I like this guy. Like, he always picks. And you know what? I have no idea about his, like, you know, professional acumen in terms of roles he gets and stuff like that. Well, him and Glover must uh, be close because he was in Atlanta and now he's in this. What I mean to say is I think he's just really comfortable working with people that he finds to be creatively fulfilling. Yeah. Like, after he did so... You know, true. Uh, was it True Blood? True, it's True Blood, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, true Blood probably went on longer than it needed to. He got paid yes. more money, yes. more money than Jesus, and he probably really felt like he's like, I did the show for everybody. I stayed longer than I wanted to. I put all my effort into it. I made lots of money. I'm good now. I just want to be creative and show off my range, and that's where he's going to just kind of pick these little things here and there. And I'm not saying like him watching him get shot in the face in the opening five minutes of. Mr. Mr. Smith is necessarily creative, but like, I think at this point, he's kind of like the TV version of Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, he still does movies, don't get me wrong. But you get happy, you're like, oh, Skarsgård, sweet. Even if it's like for 10 seconds, I'm like, damn, that was really cool. Like, thank you. Thank you for making my life a little bit better. And then we moved on from it, and I never thought of it again. I never was like, oh, I wish he was in this show. Yeah, he so, was in, um, he did that Tarzan think, movie too, right? I think he just picks stuff that he finds. I think he like doesn't want to be part of like quote unquote like the Hollywood grind. No. But I think he likes picking stuff with people that he enjoys working with. Man, that Tarzan movie, looking at the cast of it right now, surprised it didn't work as well as it did. Because you had him as Tarzan, you had Christoph Waltz, you had Sam Jackson, and Marco Robbie was Jane. It was too early. I mean, yeah. this this year would have worked really well. Yeah. But they also tried to make him a leading, like a front end. And you had, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but uh, Dijam Hunsu, he was in it as well. well I'm going to have to go and like check out Tarzan. I never saw it, but like it's a it's a good cast. It could be a good cast. Maybe it was just too soon, right? I think I think you're right. I think it was too soon. Um, yeah, and there's. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'll let you finish it. But I thought, you know, Amazon hasn't really had a like a premiere like prestige show no. the way that you know obviously hbo does or fx definitely does or lord, no, lord knows kinda. they try this i think is their first prestige show now the the question is like will there you know be more seasons will they make an anthology show that would be the interesting question but i think they they have the boys but i wouldn't consider the boys prestige television uh, it's like it's, low it, end prestige. It's low like, end, yeah, and it's good. It's yeah. a great show, and and they have Invincible, 
but they because they had it with flea bag that was their prestige show and now and the flea bag went away and Maisel, thank you Maisel as well so they kind of needed to find a new one and now they're charging people an extra two dollars for commercials so had to kind of find something else here and i think they have right now with this and get a, a star as big as glover right now as well or respected I, star i will have to see how it shakes out and but even if it's a fantastic show, sometimes it just has to hit the right point in time too. Yeah. And, you know, just my like observation of like the concept of Mr. And Mrs. Smith, which as we know was, you know, really had a lot of, had a lot of talking points back in the day. Yep. I'm uh, just like, I'm not really sure if this was the vehicle that's going to make people, you know, really jump on board i mean it also like it was it's been it's been remade several times yeah this is better than the movie i like i like the writing and the direction they go with this but I, i'm not gonna talk about it anymore without spoilers uh the only other thing i will say is parker posey glad to have her back in my life she's awesome and then it kind of made me think because we never talked too much about the white lotus cast that's coming up that is awesome just mm-hmm. for people that we at least know we got walter goggins in if he looks anything i believe if he looks anything like the dude from righteous gemstones super in amazing uh patrick schwarzenegger who's coming up leslie bibb who i've been a big fan of leslie bibb but i don't think she's really been able to find like a big role for herself really since ricky bobby since talladega nights like she's always kind of like she pop up and stuff like oh leslie bibb nice she's obviously in in the first Iron Man as well, and that she kind of throws as being a reporter in the MCU. Right. Yeah. But she isn't broken through. Carrie Coon, who's phenomenal as well, isn't it? Uh, uh, Jason Isaacs, who we've oh, been a big shit. fan of. I like yeah. Jason Isaacs quite a bit. Lucius uh, Malfoy. Uh, Michelle Monaghan in. Oh, yeah. Very nice. So it's, it's a pretty good, and I believe it's in Costa Rica. We, we, I thought it was like in Indonesia or something. Something, um, like that, yeah. Uh, we dropped a guy who supports Vladimir Putin, and then we picked up a K-pop star this week. There you go. Um, yeah. So it's and then I guess for watching it, so I watched Upgrade, which I don't care. It was great. I talked to uh, Nick about it. We're like, "Fuck yeah, let's go!" He saw That's that up- Sydney. Sw- what is Upgrade? That's the rom com with uh, Camila Mendez and has Marissa Tomei in it. Oh, okay. And it has Anthony Hurd, who oh, we know from uh, from Ted Lasso is Rupert. I saw my partner like played the trailer on TV one night when she's like, Can, you know, what should we watch? And then I immediately it was like Vito. But I did not realize this till now. And but you may have known this, but I did not realize the guy that plays Rupert in Ted Lasso is also Rupert Giles from Buffy. Yeah, I thought that's we've talked. We've def we've one hundred percent. Maybe about I missed this. it because I'm just checking the IMDb. I'm like, I hated him so much from Ted Lasso. I'm like, oh, but I loved him in Buffy. Yeah, I know he's the guy from Buffy. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, I. It was fun. It was. We need more movies like this that are just like I know where it's going. It's a simple premise. It's decent to okay writing characters mm-hmm. that you're gonna root for, and then actors that you like. Where are these movies? I miss them. 
where are these movies? Oh, great question. They don't get they're made right here, the I guess, in streaming, yeah, which sucks though because the, Nick and I were talking like these would be like on the Toonie Tuesdays. Yeah. Sorry, this is for that Canadian Canadians only on that. Our our friends around the world, but I'm like Toonie Tuesdays at the cinema is like, yeah, sure, I'll go watch this stupid rom com. Why not? Or like you go to Blockbuster, like ah, sure, I'll watch Made in Manhattan. I haven't seen it. Why not? Uh, well, that's the commercialization of Hollywood. Other other things are like a humongous flop, or things are a humongous, you know, draw, and all the movies in the middle don't really have an audience anymore so that and that's like we talked about this a little bit like our most anticipated list and it's just like we have a i have a hard time predicting why some movies aren't in theaters and some movies are on streaming and vice versa like a movie like roadhouse that was their choice been, i get that but like that would have made money in the theaters like so do you want to know the story behind that really quick sure so jake gyllenhaal and the director were told you can make this much, you can make $60 million and the movie will go to theaters or you can make $85 million and the movie will go to Amazon. Like, yeah, we'll take $85 million and go to Amazon. Mm -hmm. But yes, that movie would have made money in the theaters. Yeah, it would have made $100 even, million dollars for even sure. Even with rom-coms, anyone but you, the Sydney Sweeney Glenn Powell thing, it's kind of like Elemental last year. It just keeps on chugging along and making money because right. people want to see these movies. They want to see a rom-com. They're like, hey, it's a Tuesday. What's out? Oh, I like Len Powell. Oh, yeah, he was in Top Gun Maverick. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I like Sydney Sweeney. Cool. Let's go see that. Now, if that's going to have, have an effect on Madam Web this week, probably not. But uh, I do think we can firmly say, I mean, I guess we can't firmly say, we're pretty close to saying the Glenn Powell effect is about to be real. We are ahead of the game by six to eight months, I think. Twisters will be the big one. If Twisters becomes a hit, you have the you have the franchise of Twister already. The people are like, oh yeah, Twister, but he's by far the biggest star in that movie. Like it's actually not even I don't even know who the second biggest. I, it may even be Kenrin Shipka. It may be. Dang. Like Maria Tierney, who people know from like Liar Liar and a bunch of other stuff. Like she's a star, but she's not like you're not like drawn in people. Like Kieran Shipka is actually doing actual things. Mm -hmm. like she that horror horror comedy movie she did in amazon was ranked number one for a while so oh, it, yeah, she definitely. actually may be number two anthony ramos i guess is doing because you know decent people know him from some stuff he was in transformers this past year but mm -hmm. um yeah so that but yeah he was the, I, he I, was the worst part <laughs> yeah uh upgrade was fine i i kind of saw it on monday i'm like fuck it let's watch this why not yeah and you know i was like this is this is absolutely fine. I have no problem with this movie. I enjoyed it. And I, I like Camila Mendez from when Riverdale was a normal show before it got fucking weird and I stopped watching it. <laughs> is this still going on? I have no idea. Hmm. I, I saw there was an episode when they turned into a Wiccan group and they were lifting a baby in the sky. I'm like, Peter Griffin oh. meme, done! Hmm. Oh, I'm surprised you lasted that long, to be honest. But I'm happy for you. Um... Let's see, is Riverdale still going on? Then we have two more things, and then we're out of here. Um, Riverdale. It is done. Oh, that's too bad. It actually, it, and is re replaced by uh, Fresh Prince, right? More or less, yeah. I mean, we'll see who... I mean, uh, they've, they've built stars out of there. Like, Camila Mendez, like, she's had a nice little role of doing these kind of 
these level of movies. She's a decent actress. Lily Reinhardt was in um, Hustlers. So see where she goes. Cole Sprouse was in that Frankenstein movie, which is one of those cases of like critics absolutely fucking hate it and everybody else loves it. Right. So, and that was the Zelda Williams. Um, I think that's going to be a cult level movie. Lisa Frankenstein. I kind of, and I kind of felt it from the second I saw the trailer. I, yeah, I see it getting some play here. Um, Super Bowl trailers. Let's talk about the big one. Wicked. Oh yeah. One of the few ones that we got in Canada. No, I've never seen the play for wicked. So I maybe and I, I should have done my research. Is this like a tale of like the side of the Wicked Witch? This is the prequel to Wizard of Oz. Oh, it's a prequel. Okay. This is what makes her wicked. Dude, two things are wicked. Number one, this actually looks fucking awesome. It looks really good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Two, fuck you, Disney, for putting Moana out the same day and fucking my box office draft. Yeah, you know what? I was I was impressed and shocked by how competent Wicked looks. Like they're really leading. It all looks in. gorgeous. It looks, looks gorgeous. Looks great. Which, by um, the way, talking about gorgeous, uh, get yeah, the jump. The Dune uh, stuff is starting to come out. People are saying Dune like is like Oppenheimer oh. level, like good, and the visuals are like Oppenheimer Avatar, like amazing. I'll give it all the Oscars. Um, but Wicked, just like from seeing that trailer again, as someone that doesn't really know the musical, I don't, I don't have like any major Wizard of Oz takes for you as <laughs> much as you want them. But I was like, damn, this actually like when I saw the Cats trailer, as again as someone that hasn't seen the musical Cats, I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe you know people like Cats, it's a big musical, it'd be good. I saw Wicked, I'm like, no, this actually like I want to see this in the theater. This looks good. You know what? I am not a musical guy. I was rather impressed by the trailer, and I wish it all the best. And Jeff Goldblum's The Wizard. <laughs> Correct. I will say Ariana Grande as Gilda the Good Witch looks really, really good. Oh, right. She's in that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. She, I was like, oh, she looks good. Um, the Deadpool trailer, which was kind of cheated a little bit. At first, we saw like, hey, like, this is the number one watch trailer of all time. And they're like, well, we did we put the Super Bowl numbers into there. It's like, okay, so then not really. Uh well, we got 30 seconds of it or whatever, a minute of it on TV. And, and then it was go, like, go, go watch. Oh, oh and I did God. immediately. I did between the first and second. The quarter, amount like, of motherfuckers I... that sent me the link of this trailer like a minute after. I'm like, thank you for all knowing me so well. Okay, so. Are you doubly in, half in? Uh, how's about our boy McFadden in the TVA? I know, that threw right? me for a loop. And now he's doing car commercials as well. Uh, yes, he absolutely is. Uh, he ha- like I thought he kind of won Super Bowl. Oh yeah, commercial commercial uh, competition. It's still um, weird hearing him talk English. I don't give a fuck. It is so weird. Sarah Snook, I'm, said. I'm warming up to it of her being an Aussie, but her right. Australian accent isn't super strong. Right, mm. uh, but Matthew McFadden has a strong English accent. Well, that's what Lindsay said, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like in Pride and Prejudice, like he's like yeah. quintessentially like a British Shakespearean Jane Aryan actor. Yeah, but you're just so used to seeing him as t- like I asked my mom, I said like, "What is he more known for you? Is he Darcy 
Or is he yeah. Tom? She, he's Tom. Well, because Colin Firth is her Mr. Darcy. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. That's, I, I can give her that one. That's And most, and most, not... and I, I found out this week asking this question to a few people, most women will tell you their Mr. Darcy is Colin Firth. Mm, that's, yeah. I'm, okay. Cool. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. So just, just, just so everyone knows. Once I saw him in the trailer, I immediately, I think we had talked about this many, many months ago. Once I saw him, I was like, why is he not Mr. Sinister? I, well, he still could be. He's Mr. Called Mr. Paradox in this. So maybe no, he's I know, fucking he, I know he could be. Don't get me wrong. We're not, we're not going to play that game. I'm just saying, like, you give him a white face and, like, give him, like, the jewel or whatever and, like, the black eyes. Like, I really think he could pull it off better than Oscar Isaac could pull off Apocalypse. I still not going to rule it out because he could be fucking with him at the TVA. Because the TVA well, was so no, much he's different. A, he's a new character, apparently. Mm. A new character in the TVA. I'm not ruling so, that out. Um, okay, so obviously you're in. Yeah. Uh, I did not really like some of the Deadpool jokes once he was in the TVA about being like Marvel Jesus and stuff. Yeah. Um, that's just me not like the, the Peggy mine. The Peggy mine took me off guard. It was all right. I was, yeah, was, I was like, like, how did Iger approve this shit? Well, because it's their first like rated R movie, right? Like they I know. I just to... was like, man, but you're going right into it and talking about pegging and having Disney and next to it. I'm like, holy fuck. So how it's it, it's understood now that this movie is what's bringing the X-Men into the MCU. Yeah. And is well, it, the X-Men so technically are in the MCU if you saw them as Marvel, but yeah. Right, because Beast's in it. Beast's okay. In it, yeah. Well, there's going to be explanations, right? And it sounds like the TVA is going to get all cross-wired. Explanations. Okay, by, well. By the way, too, I just will say, like, after people saw Madam Web this week, like, so perhaps we were too harsh on Miss Marvel. I, uh. I'm like, yeah, it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. Okay, I'm so to I'm tell not. everybody. I'll be honest. I'm not looking forward to Deadpool. That's fine. Um, yeah, but you're not also a Reynolds guy, so that that plays a factor into it, I think. And don't get me wrong, like I, I'm looking forward to Wolverine. I'm looking forward to the setting. I'm looking forward to basically the last half of the movie if they do if they do bring him over into the MCU in the the halfway point or whatever. It better not be ninety percent a Deadpool movie, and then in the in the last five minutes they're like, oh, here's the TVA. Now you're in the MCU. I'm going to be so out. But if they get it over with, or even halfway through, and I get half of a movie of an of a real MCU movie with real MCU like connections, then I'll be okay with it. Well, the movie now is officially called Deadpool and Wolverine. It's not Deadpool three. Well, fuck, we knew that for since the friggin' the pictures of them in the rock quarry with him in the classic suit. So yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, I mean, I mean, look, I like Deadpool, but I'm not as crazy about Deadpool as everybody else is. I enjoy Deadpool, but. I'm just excited for Wolverine and the X-Men and the MCU. Yeah, it's about time. It's If I'm being honest, and I know we've talked about this to death, basically every podcast, I think we're about three years too late on bringing the X-Men into the MCU. Yeah, but they didn't have a choice. But I hear you. Why didn't they have they a choice? They had to wait because they couldn't technically bring them in until oh, 2025. Sure. They can't recast until 2025. So that's why... With the Fox deal, they had to kind of wait. Well, if you were, if they were smart, I mean, they are smart. Don't give me other Disney, but 
you bring in all the classic uh, Fox or Sony X-Men people for a movie or two, get everyone really established with all the Avengers, you have West Coast Avengers, blah, blah, blah. And then at 2025, that's when you introduce like a Galactus level threat. And then you recast whoever you want, you including all the Avengers. Like that's where you clean house and get rid of like the Hemsworth and the Chris Pratt's. Then you bring in Tom Cruise. Because you could keep bringing in these classic characters, like the actual characters from the, from the graphic novels, but just recast them. Like every time someone wants out, guess what? A new Tony Stark is going to come in. Yeah. Well, it sounds like in the new captain america it's his job to kind of symbols the new avengers but yeah for the most part i enjoyed deadpool uh the twisters trailer i think we kind of we went to talk about glenn powell it's like it, it looks exactly like what it's supposed to be and maybe i'm just getting like weirdly like stupidly nostalgia for the the, the ways that things used to be I'm like i'm totally here for like a tornado destruction action movie that has no plot let's go let's go right you're talking about like um natural disaster movies like a natural disaster. i don't i don't don't really give a shit about the plots i don't care no, about the God writing no. just like there's a car that like goes in and he's like we're gonna go capture a twister and he tries to get into the middle of the twister and like pegs down the car into the dirt yeah i was like sure let's do it i don't give a shit this is amazing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's like you know uh uh tremors volcano backdraft yeah uh, you just want to see yeah, you just want to see some cool stuff once in a while. That's cool. I'm here for it. Um, more Marvel news. X-Men 97 trailer dropped. Yep. When I tell you, Devin. Tears? When I saw Gambit use his power on Wolverine's claws. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I lost yeah, my the... shit. Yeah, that was like a five-year-old Devin Boner right there. Holy. I was like... Oh my god. Uh I mean I totally don't remember Professor X dying at all. So but it, it's funny too because you look back at that final like notoriously that last season of the X-Men, the animation is absolute dog shit because they sent it off to a studio that didn't give a fuck and they Fox was trying to rush it and cut the budget. And even right. in that scene that they're showing a professor uh Professor X die, and it's like, man, that animation is so fucking terrible. Oh and yeah, even, like they super, tried to filter it and make it look somewhat better, but it's still shit. Super thick black lines everywhere. I, yeah. you know what? I to that show, like of course it was a big part of my childhood growing up. I did not watch it. Like I watched it with the attention span of like a seven year old or oh five. hell yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a lot of it that I don't remember, and I can tell you, I think around the time they went to like Dino Island, I either stopped watching it, or I had to start going to school, or I started missing episodes, and I like have I have no recollection of anything after Dino Island. I remember the Dark Phoenix Sega episodes. I remember the Days of Future Past episodes. Like, it, like Cable's part of this group. I'm like, how did that happen? That's what like, I'm like. I got. I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to go back and watch all Isn't these that episodes. Bishop or is that Cable? Maybe you're right. It was Bishop. Thank you. Yeah. It was Bishop. Uh, but I don't remember Bishop joining the group either. So I have to go back. Because he and... stayed in the past, right? Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. So I have to go back and see how Bishop joined. Uh, the weirdest thing this week, again, because I just don't think people read comics. So like, since when was Cyclops the leader of the X-Men? I'm like, oh, these oh. these movies have done such damage to the Cyclops character. I, they they put 
you put some respect on uh, Cyclops' name, first of all, because right. he is the leader. He is the leader, 100%. People Wolverine is Wolverine. not... Wolverine's no. never been the leader. No. He's not he, beast he, like, days after that. He doesn't even want to be part of the team most no. of the time. He just gets thrown around like... He gets thrown around by Colossus. That's all that happens with Wolverine. If I actually had to do the rankings, I actually said Beast. I apologize. Second would probably be Storm. Storm's been yeah. the leader at times as well. And yes. then are my favorite controversy this week of like, well, I'm out because because Morph is he's non-binary and they've gone woke. Oh, the guy that morphs into different genders and sexes is non-binary. Oh no! Yeah. God forbid. <laughs> Well, they were woke in the '90s, so that's that's oh why. My God. And then they're like, why. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Like, let me tell you a thing about the X Men here, about how they're prosecuted against the entire time. Yeah, what do you you know? Like, God, I wish Stan Lee were alive sometimes because oh the, that God. conversation about like, you know, you know, just give me like a little bit of the backstory about the X Men. Well, there's this thing called the Civil Rights Movement. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I wonder what the metaphor for the X Men is. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Fuck me. Yeah, I I really do feel like you know I'm gonna get on a little get off my lot. Like I don't feel like a lot of these kids are reading red comics and don't know. Like I believe uh, not um, not a Kane, but another one of Scott and Jean's kids, they get they're LGBT and they get married. And there's like a whole there's the X-Men famous comic of the two partners kissing. Um I can't it's been so long since I read that edition. But it's like they're like, I can't believe the X-Men now is just one 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 tweet I saw after today's news like I can't believe X-Men has gone woke and bending down to the LGBT news and one and one guy's like buddy do I got some news for you yeah isn't Angel gay yes yeah like isn't it like all all these things are like very well known yeah yeah whatever well it's even like you know uh, Anna Taylor to, to kind of go to the Fantastic Four side of things um Anna Taylor is supposed to be a silver surfer and they're like this is bullshit a female they're just gender so i'm like there's been a fucking female silver surfer for decades Uh, decades but no one reads no one reads the comics uh as far as the casting goes um pedro pasquale for uh reed richards not my favorite casting but you know pedro carries whatever he's done so i have no doubt he'll be great in it Vanessa Kirby as uh, Miss uh, Sue Storm. Storm. Awesome. Love Vanessa Kirby. She's dope. Cousin is the thing. Amazing. I've been, I've I believe, too, it's the first uh, time a Jewish actor has played the thing who is Jewish. Yeah, so Ben Grimm is Jewish. <laughs> hey, no, amazing. stop. You're being woke. <laughs> being woke. How dare they? And then uh, Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm. People are mixed on that one. Uh, people will mainly know him from uh, Stranger Things. Okay, uh, one of those guys. But sure, whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, there's other people I would have maybe picked for Johnny Storm. Perfect, personally. No, but like, isn't isn't Johnny like you know? Isn't he like the younger brother of Sue anyway? Yeah, like, I would have picked. Like, someone isn't he a supposed bit... to be like a? Isn't he supposed to be kind of like the the young one on the team anyways? Like, yeah, yeah. The cousin is Ben Grimm. People are pissed but i'm like this is you don't understand how good this is is him is him as ben Grimm is amazing 
Why are they pissed? I think that's hilarious. It was like, oh, like it should have been like, should have been somebody else. Like, who is this guy? Like, he's not a like. Yeah, I guess no one watches the bear. Should have been Vincent D'Onofrio. Okay. Yeah, he's killing this kingpin. Um, I love Cousin as the thing. I like Vanessa Kirby. Like I said, the Petro Pasquale one, I'll warm up to it. I'm just kind of at a point where he's like, he's just in everything. He's like, kind of like all the major roles. He's like the uh, Chris Pratt of animation now. Yo, that's such a great point. There's only two, you know, there's only, right now there's only like two actors in Hollywood, Chris Pratt or Pedro Pascal. Yeah. That's it. The end. Yeah. Uh, Overall, I mean, they're going into the sixties. So it's a time jumping movie and again i'm i'm just on a roll making jokes apparently today i'm just like yeah that thanos guy you know uh, i'm just gonna sit back and uh you guys take care of that well yes they do have to there could be out. like a wormhole or they get yeah. in space i'm assuming what happens but it's just like if not it's just like yeah you don't need to fight that thanos guy or you know this well, alien I- attack in new york we're good Robots are attacking and lifting the thing into space. We're good. It would probably make sense if they got their powers through whatever wormhole the moment the snap happens or something, and that's what gives them the powers. And then through the wormhole, they end up in the future, or not future, but like our present day or or the Marvel present day. Like, And so they miss all that because they're from the 60s. They get shot through time, and they're given powers, and suddenly they end up in the 20s. The 2020 to buy Avengers like, Tower, and that's going to be the Baxter building. Well, it might be the kind of thing like the whole Futurama thing where it's like, okay, uh, Reed Richards, um, you haven't touched your bank account in 40 years with interest. You now have $12 billion. Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Yeah, someone's always wanted to say that for sure. Pretty much. This week, Marvel's like, so Madam Web is out. Kevin Feige's like, I can't have us connected to this shit. So I'm just going to drop all the things that people care. You guys get a Deadpool trailer. You get the fantastic forecasting. We'll drop uh, X-Men. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> we're just going to do all that. Well, it makes you wonder. So obviously, we're very excited for a couple of these projects that you just announced. And we're less excited for some of the things that they've they've already released um it really makes me wonder why these couple of projects supposedly will be you know really critically acclaimed and really popular and and a box office draw and that we've gone through such a rough patch why why do we go through a rough patch but yet now we're excited for all these things and don't like it can't just be because of like characters you know they're finally introducing there's more to it than just that like, why is there a prestige around Deadpool and Wolverine? Why is there a prestige with the cast of Fantastic Four? Well, it's also like, I had a conversation with this about with somebody yesterday. I'm like, as much as this is a down period for Marvel, it's not as down as everybody thinks it is. Like, realistically, there's been one absolute dog shit project, which was Secret Invasion. Ant-Man is not great but i wouldn't say it's absolute dog shit it's it's fine there's it's not a it's fine it's like a five out of ten it's not right. terrible right like she hulk i thought for the I most part that's good fine. yeah miss marvel was fine marvels is fine guardians is really really good wakanda forever pretty good but good. I, for it's what, not pretty I, good it's good it's not pretty good i think what happened is 
leading up to Endgame and Phase, whatever that would have been, Phase Three. Phase Four. Three was so outstanding. Yeah, that um, with everything that we had there with Winter Soldier and Guardians and everything like that on top of it, and and Thor Ragnarok and whatnot, and leading into Infinity and Endgame, that it was so good that you set a template to hit that level. And if you don't hit that level, then there's going to be disappointment. So when sure. things don't hit, to, and then look, there's been a different quality of, like you and I have talked about a million times, throwing a million things at the wall and not really answering those yeah. questions, not having a direct answer of where we're going for everything, right? So yeah, none of it's stuck. No. And like, I, I recently watched back Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and I was like, oh, this fucking movie. And I watched him like, this is not a bad movie. This is completely fine. It's like a seven and a 10. But like, well, that's, we all that's exactly why it's disappointing is because we were used to nines, eights yeah. and nines, and we got well, some. Well, I also think we points. overhyped Multiverse of Madness, right? Because we it's a little bit of our fault, a little bit of their fault, but we're like, oh, there's going to be this cameo and this cameo and this cameo. And now going into it, I'm like, yeah, this is a good movie. You don't put all the expectations onto the cameos, everything. I will say, watching Thor back, Thor is bad. I, I liked it at first. That that movie is bad. That's a bad movie. It's too much. It just up. it just got like it got it got annoying. It got too full of itself. It got annoying yeah. and it really lost track of like what makes Thor great. Like even like you know actually like the ending is totally fine. Yeah, I like the idea of like Thor raising that kid and blah 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 and like him kind of having like a different chapter in his life. It's just like, yeah, you're right. Like Taika kind of became Taika. Or was yeah, next goal win just came on Disney Plus, which I'm gonna watch, but you've heard that's a little bit too much Taika as well. That's the weird thing about being like an eclectic, quirky person, where in some doses it just works really, really well, but when you like overdo it, it just gets grating and annoying. This is exactly this is exactly my problem with Ryan Reynolds. Like small doses of Ryan Reynolds, I think he's like the most charming guy, and he's like so funny and witty but then it's like it just never ends like he always has to make a joke every time there's an opportunity he's got to make that joke same thing yeah. with taika but then you get opportunities so i just kind of binged uh, our flag means death a little bit last night i finished season one him as blackbeard shows such a diverse acting uh skill set but not only that like he's also he also had a lot of restraint in his jokes and there was times yeah. where Blackbeard was funny. There was times where he was lighthearted. There was times where he's scary. And it really, really drew me into Taika as a person because he's capable about all of those things. And he's capable of writing a show where other people get the jokes that are really funny. And it made for a really good final product. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely did. Well, you, you kind of saw that in Jojo Rabbit as well. So yeah. I don't want to write off Taika. Like I said, I'll watch Next Goal Wins probably the next few days here. We'll talk about it next week and see how it goes i'll probably watch this taylor swift concert as well <laughs> yeah i can't afford tickets to the airs thing so i'll watch it from home so but yeah, kind of coming back to the last point there about marvel i think i think kind of taking a little bit of a, a back to everything again there's just so many it, people don't also want to feel like there's homework as well right when you had the original marvel movies it also the specialness of it got taken out and Iger kind of talked about this in the earnings call last week we want to get back to those movies having a meaning to them, even the star, the star Wars movies as well. Mm -hmm. um, where like, you know, you go to a Marvel movie and it feels important that you're there. 
But it the should be. just went through these last three years, like, here's Moon Knight, here's She-Hulk, here's Ms. Marvel, here's this, there's the here's Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion should have felt like endgame level. Because that's one of the biggest comics they've done. It's like like X-Men with the with the Phoenix saga. They fucked up the Phoenix saga two times, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, when Marvel does this now, it's gonna be like, okay, well, I don't know. They fucked up the Phoenix saga. The problem is they've fucked up Secret Invasion. They can't do it again right now because of where they go for linear storytelling. It's kind of hard to tell sure. Secret Invasion again. You fucked that up. You have to move forward. You fucked it up. So you have to kind of get things to feel to a bigger deal. And I think on the direct side that are going on now with just having Deadpool this year and then next year just having Cap and having Fantastic Four, I think we can get back to a level of these are important. You have to go to the movies to see this. July is going to be wild, though, for superhero movies because that's Fantastic Four and Superman Legacy. And if I had to pick right now, which I think will make more money, I still think I'd go Superman Legacy. Ooh, fantastic people everybody wants to like fantastic four i know this is what we've been waiting for since the marvel news to fox people weren't even talking to people were talking about the yeah. x-men people were like finally fantastic four can be done right yeah exactly so that's the that, you know it's funny of all the uh marvel characters i identify with fantastic four the least probably because they weren't really that big of a deal in the spider-man show or the x-men show that i watched they as were, a kid that's where they i got were in it but yeah they weren't as big they were in it but they weren't as cool as remember like... they had their own show oh of course but what i mean to say is like of all the cameos of those shows like the venom carnage series sticks out the iron man war machine sticks out the blade sticks the blade one sticks out uh Hydro bishop man. and cable stick out hydra man with spider-man sticks out no, there is a there is a lot more my my tiny little brain can only process so many twists and turns in that show that I just like totally blacked out the Fantastic Four stuff. People were saying too, did, but the same thing you were saying with the X Men. Like, I don't. I remember the X Men show being a banger, but the Spider Man show. I can tell you almost everything from that Spider Man show. We need to get that one relaunched. <sighs> Answer the goddamn question about Hydro Man and Mary Jane. Yeah, and then get Miles or Gwen in that in that uh, that show as well. And, Although I don't think everything needs to be Spider-Verse now, I will say, because I no. do think we're going down a, a slippery slope of like, everything's Spider-Verse now. With verses? Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see where everything goes. And then um, just the kind of uh, a note from last week. This is why I didn't want to jump unreported as it was a fact with the Indiana Jones and the Starfield stuff and the no console thing for Xbox because it was just internet speculation and Phil Spencer hadn't said anything. And I'm really glad how we took, we controlled that. Even I, I, like I did say like in the, in the, in the synopsis for the pod next last week, I said, Xbox turning to Sega question mark. And put an asterisk next to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Turns out no, because they have new hardware that they're going to be making. And there's only four games that are coming to Nintendo and Xbox and uh, PlayStation, and they're not Halo, they're not Indiana Jones, they're not Starfield, they're not Gears of War. I don't, I don't anticipate a major third party or sorry, major first party company licensing their first party games to other first party people unless they all had an agreement. There's no way that Microsoft would say, 
we want to put Halo on PlayStation, period. There's no way they would say that. They would say, we will put Halo on PlayStation if you put Uncharted on Xbox. Yeah. And then if they are like, you know what? Yeah, we could do that. And they shake on it. Okay, that's what, how it's going to happen. But it's only, it has to be, uh, you know, has to go back and forth. It can't just be a, a, one, a one-time thing. But some of these exclusives, like this is going to start the foundation. Um, if we get Game Pass as a service through our PlayStation or Switches, like that's a game changer. And as I said, kind of last week, at some point in time, if Microsoft, you know, if they still make hardware, the price of the subscription should be built into the hardware, I think, or vice versa or whatever. Like you should almost buy an Xbox not to buy games anymore, but you're buying it for the subscription to play any game that you want. It's your Netflix for video games. So I'm sure they're probably thinking about that. Yeah, well, that kind of comes on the news from Bloomberg about so, uh, PS5 is in its end cycle, which to many people even close. Specifically, you and I were like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> like we just got this shit. We just like yeah. I know it's like the life cycle of the last few have been seven years, but I look at this as still a relatively new life cycle because a majority of people just got their PlayStations in the last year. Well. The other thing too, they the way that they gated the releases between PS4 and PS5, like there's a there's a healthy catalog of PS5 only games, but they've only just started doing that within the last year or two. Well, you know, you had some like Jedi Survivor and Spider Man were only that in the Dark Souls game, I believe. Was but that. those are but those are like very new. The Demon Souls remake was an exclusive, was a launch exclusive. Yeah. Um. Was Ragnarok only on PS5 or was it on 4? No, it's on 4. Wow. I just I just didn't want to I didn't want to play Ragnarok on PS4. Yeah. Well, Donkey brought it up too. Donkey's like some of these games like when the, when it first came out if you remember like Donkey's like these games can run on the PS4 like the Dark yeah. Souls remakes for example. Would it look as crisp? No, but it would I mean even I remember Miles Morales came out yeah. for PS5 and 4 like oh it's so much better on it i'm like i don't really notice a major difference specifically playing miles on my ps4 at the time mm-hmm. uh so i would just yeah I, I and now there's the whole thing of like sony's not going to do any third-party games until 2025 uh like uh, individual like a, a god yes. of war or spider-man yeah. until 2025 i'm like so yeah obviously a yeah year? well obviously because they just had like 20 like 2021 2022 and 2023 we're literally PS like get out of my way and hold my beer. We got Ronan this year, and Ronan could turn up being a series for them. Who knows? Could be. I, I friggin' everyone likes playing ninja games. Come on. So like I mean, and and I I already know that Naughty Dog is not releasing Last of Us or whatever game they're doing until the end of the cycle. You and I talked about that when Last of Us came out. We're like, we will expect yeah. Last of Us three at the end of the PS five cycle because that's what the ps uh last of us one was the end of ps3 last of us two was the end of ps4 and last of us three will be the end of ps5 basically Uh, also well even i know that these companies think about the lifespan and maximizing the potential of the hardware and the technology don't get me wrong 100 percent it could also just be that these games take three or four friggin years to make and that's just how it comes out. They just don't well, want to yeah. rush it. And they Neil Druckmann just... said that in the Last of Us documentary. He's like, I will never do crunch a naughty dog ever again. And if that means 
that we don't announce our game until I feel that every employee is comfortable, then that's what I'll do. I don't give a shit anymore. Perfect. And Naughty Dog yeah. can do that though. Naughty Dog can do that now. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a there's lots of studios who can do that. But then yes. what happened, you know, we've also on the flip side have turned into like the Call of Duties, the Ubisofts, the EAs that do pump the, the, the FIFAs and the NHLs and the NFLs that get pumped out every single year that had that still don't really see a decline in, in players or money. No. Uh, so it's weird because it, you see this, you, you see this uh, headline every goddamn time a new game comes out where it's like, man, single player games aren't dead yet. <laughs> It's just like, I know that we get flushed with multiplayer online games as a service, microtransaction, battle pass stuff. And don't get me wrong, I'm a slave to one of them as well. Um, But come on, you guys got to be kidding. Like the whole idea of video games is experiencing cool stories. It's been that way for the last 25 years, basically since the PlayStation 2 era, even in the original Xbox. Like there are some, they're, they're transformational and people will, I will spend any amount of money to play games that I think are going to be worth it. And you and I talked about this last year with how good of a gaming year it was last year. We kind of knew this was going to be a down year. I think that was kind of the, the worst of the cycle for 2020. It's just like, people are like, I can't believe there's such a down game year. It's like, this is like the worst kept secret ever. Everyone knew it was like, there wasn't going to be that AAA game. It was like, holy shit. But from you software, know, from software, two years ago released Elden Ring. Yes. And last year, Surprise released armored core six which is one of the games of the year yeah like they released two game of the year candidates elden ring was the game of the year within two years of each other and people are still bitching yeah and when and we and we had games last year uh like Baldur's gates like spider-man like mario like and we didn't even know mario wonder was out until july yeah so you know who knows i mean we're gonna get the switch announcement this year which hopefully that means a new mario 3d game you've been could, you've been talking about friggin new switch announcements for like three years and every year you're mario like eh. 3d game man bring it to me you just want odyssey 2 i hear you yeah um so yeah i mean it's funny you, when you go on x twitter whatever you call it you see some of the people with it's just like this is just such common knowledge i i also don't think people read enough like proper articles and stuff anymore because the internet's such a cesspool now that people see one headline, like they just take it as the gospel. They don't know, they don't like do a deep dive or research or anything like that. You know, like they could be like, Hey, Lilo stitch. Stitch is actually going to be played by Danny DeVito with a stitch cap on. Oh my God. Did you hear what happened? Danny DeVito is going to play stitch with a stitch cap on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like instead of actually doing the research to see what's going on. There was actually speaking of that, there was like this terrible like AICG thing of Stitch for the live action Lilo and Stitch, and people were like, do you see what Stitch looks like? It's like that's not what he looks like. It's not. You just don't do your research on any of these. You take the first article you see and you you move forward with it. But uh, yeah, I think that's about it for the news uh, and everything this week. We'll be back next week. Uh, Devin has to catch up on True Detective, so. Um, We'll talk about we'll do the some finale. TV reviews next week. Yeah, we'll talk about the finale, of True Detective. Uh, maybe Devil see more of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Masters of uh, Air. Masters of Air for you. Sorry. And Sorry. Masters of, of Masters of the Air. Dumbest masters title of ever. Air. And most importantly, 
Omega. We got that oh, match back. Most Hunter! importantly, most importantly, I have like two episodes of Clone High left, and you are completely right. It's this back. friggin' show is back. It's back. It's so goddamn good. Everyone. Oh, okay, really quickly. Cylinders. So the snow episode. That is Cleo. That yes. was Cleo. That is fucking Cleo. I was like, this is Cleo. She's back. The one where they're snowed into the the cabin. Yeah, that was like yeah. they figured out Cleopatra. Not that they ever lost it, but it just like I said, they had to figure they gave out her everybody some else. They gave her some like, shine. This is Cleo. Also, JFK becoming the born again Christian. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can still bane women and love Jesus. Yeah, it's like that's like that joke was so great because then it was like, like that's how all the other Kennedys did it. And I was like, oh my goodness, when he was taking dick pics, sending them to Mary. <laughs> Telling them that it was like that it was Abe. That was that was classic clone high. That was so great. And then I just watched the one about um, uh, parent teacher interviews, and I was I was really really hoping they would have brought back some of the classic clone parents. Like Abe's parents should have been there. Um, but they brought back a sketch. They did. They brought make, make under, make under, make under. It's like if they do make under, I'm gonna lose my shit. Oh, uh, so even just like the uh the joan abe stuff the yeah. argue that them fighting in principal scudsworth's office was top tier it was great this is why everyone's like oh my god we got the show back and now they might cancel it now like fuck i thank you from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of my dong's heart <laughs> yeah i'm so glad I, now like i said like i'm gonna have to watch back the second season mm. um to be like okay maybe because we just needed to find those characters out but i also just think it's also like you know you've been away from a show for 20 years you have to reestablish new characters and you got to find your voice as writers as well uh and you're bringing in new writers that aren't familiar with the show beforehand so they got to get familiar with the characters and the new characters and see what works for them so this was kind of the perfect of everything together of making it work for everybody yeah they it this is this is clone high this season is clone high to me yeah i was very happy that clone high came back i would say right now that's my show of the year so far Dang. i mean well we're we're a month in it's, it's this and mr and mrs smith so well once we hang up i'm gonna go watch the third episode of season two of, of tokyo vice oh yeah tokyo vice I back. Think, how's that going i think they listened to some some critiques because fuck the romance triangle part let's get back to some crimes and i'm in now the crimes are great oh and i guess my last review is adam i don't want to be mean to adam but we had in our group chat he's like i'm just watching curb your enthusiasm and all larry david does is scream and bitch about things i'm like so curb your enthusiasm yeah it's literally exactly he's like, no it's but you don't under my it's literally curb and let's i will just get admit off this, my line the content has dropped a little bit. I haven't been a fan of this season so far. Right. But it's just like, like that's not the critique I would make. It's literally curb your enthusiasm. They are, I mean, it's get off my lawn moments, really. I, I thought this last episode was one of my least favorite ones of Curb. Um, But I will tell you this for Curb, because I know you're not going to watch it for a while. They're doing, so apparently in Georgia, in, uh, in an election line, you can't give people a bottle of water or snacks or anything like that because it could influence okay. their vote, right? Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Larry uh, gives a friend a bottle of water and he gets arrested for it. Right. So he had to go to jail, spend a day in jail. And then he would debate like he could just plead guilty to it, pay a small fine and move forward with his life. Right. Or if he pleads non-guilty, it goes to trial and he could spend a lot more time in jail. So he ends right. up pleading non-guilty. I'm like, is Larry going to say fuck you for hating the Seinfeld finale and do this for the curve finale? Just doubling down? Just doubling down. I was like, you motherfucker, I love it. I fucking love it. If if this ends up with him just having a final season and everyone comes in and does the same thing in Seinfeld of like, yeah, he's a piece of shit, this, this, and this, and this. I'm gonna I'm gonna love it if they if he just was like, you didn't like the Seinfeld finale? Fuck you. There we go. Love it. Because I've seen that, it, it, like, I've been listening and send you all these random Larry David uh, interviews, and all of them yeah. that bring up, oh, well, do you regret the Seinfeld finale? <laughs> like, every single one brings it up to him. Oh, he's yeah. Like, no, he, it, was, it was fine. You don't understand. It was good. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. There's a show about nothing. Yeah. So I think that's funny that he's like, all these years later, it's like, fuck you. I'm going to just do it again then. Because I can. There we go. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks to Devin. Until next time, folks, cheers and enjoy the day. Thank you for listening to the Fresh Take Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Take 42.